I always record the intros to my interview episodes right after the interview when it's fresh in my mind so that I can kind of give you a sense of what I think the best pieces of the interview, the most relevant pieces of the interview, the things that you're going to get the most out of are. It's like a little bit of a trailer, right? But today, (laughs) I really don't have much to tell you because there's no narrowing down the goodness that Monica Adelsteinson is going to share. She is a student of mine in both my Simple Sales Blueprint and Revenue on Repeat courses, and she's one of those inspirational students who has taken what I have given her and run all the way down the field with it. Like She is doing things in her business just the right way in terms of setting herself up for long-term profitability, long-term sustainability. And although she serves a very specific niche, she is a family dog photographer in Phoenix, Arizona. Whether you happen to photograph dogs or families or nothing of the sort, what she is sharing here is going to get your wheels turning. And I am very specifically saving this episode for a time of year when I know that a lot of us could use some inspiration and are starting to think about like how we're going to change things up coming up in the new year. And um, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to sit on this interview because <laughs> because there's just so much goodness here. So without further ado, I am going to cue the music and introduce you to Monica. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Monica, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've admired everything that you do for so long, so I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am happy to have you here. This this was, I handpicked you out of our Facebook group because of this idea that you had that I had also had and had never like acted on. And then you pop into the Facebook group for our revenue on repeat group. And you're like, this is this idea that I'm trying out. And I was like, I want to talk to her about how it goes. So um, we're going to get into the details of what that is in just a little bit. But um, but this is going to be this is one of those where I have so much respect and so much admiration for people who are it's like you're thinking outside the box, like, how can I make this work? It's that creativity and business that I'm always talking about. And so um, so I'm really excited to share this idea with everybody. But before we jump into that, why don't you um, just kind of give us a sense of who you are, where you are, and who you serve? Yeah. So uh, my name is Monica Adelstinson. I am in Phoenix, Arizona by travel for photography. Um, and so my photography is kind of a, I always feel weird describing it. So I consider myself a family dog photographer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still working on like the correct way to label my photography. So my goal with my photography is to photograph 
people's dogs, but more so the relationship between people and their dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't just photograph the dog. I, I just love capturing um, those moments, that connection between humans and dogs. So that's that's who I serve. <laughs> I love that. As a dog person, I love that. But also, it's funny, that's the way when people contact me about photographing newborns, that's how I describe the way that I photograph newborns. I'm like, I'm happy to photograph your newborn. And for sure, we'll get some photos of just the baby. But really, yeah. I'm there to capture the family and the connections and sort of like you as a parent. And so, yes. yeah, <laughs> I totally get where you're coming from. I feel like your language around that is uh, is actually really good. Um, <laughs> well, that is wonderful. And so before we go any further, tell me about your own dog situation. How many dogs do you have and, and what are their just, names? Just the one? Just one. Just have one. Um, so I uh, volunteer at our county animal shelter. I work a lot with rescues. And so people are always surprised, like, you only have one? Yes, that's how we keep the house nice. Yep. And <laughs> So, yeah, we just have one dog, Sasha. We adopted her three years ago. Nice. Um, and I actually was, I photographed her for an entire year before I adopted her. Who <laughs> was trying to get her adopted. And we did like so many shoots. She's had like every season shoot you can imagine, like Halloween, Christmas, all of it. Um, <laughs> but I love that. yeah, she's, she's my one and only. <laughs> love it. Love it. I have two in there. I have oh. my old man, Otis, who's 10. And then Florence is just about to be five. And they are just so sweet. They're my easy children. <laughs> Yes. So, well, oh, that's good. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the what we're here to talk about, which is the fact that you are, and, and I love the fact that this happens to be a conversation with someone who launched a membership concept, not to families, which most of my students in Revenue on Repeat are family photographers. You're doing a, a twist on family photography. <laughs> yes. But um, but I think that a lot of people feel intimidated, like, uh, maybe that isn't going to be an idea that lands with my audience. So we can also have that conversation a little bit. What made you decide to launch a membership to your family dog photography clients? Yeah, so I had actually just finished your simple sales course, mm-hmm. and I think I was just kind of running on a high from that. I was like, oh, making big changes, yeah. and I I just saw it as such a great way to stabilize my income. I was planning on going full time, and I just did in June. So, oh, it congratulations! Was just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to stabilize my income and I wanted to offer something different because I, I started shopping around other dog photographers across the country, really, because that's, you know, it's a niche. I like shopping sure. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't see that anyone was offering this for dog photography. Nice. And so I was like, you know what, let's give it a try. I think it'll offer really great um great opportunities for my clients to come see me every year because I want to see their dogs every year just yeah, like sure. how you say you want to see your clients every year and it's really fun to see them age over time so yeah yeah <laughs> so those relationships. yeah I was sorry I was gonna say those relationships <laughs> are always evolving always changing and of course because a dog's life is shorter and their aging process is faster you kind of see this evolution in a compressed period of time that's super cool So nice. So you were in the, I mean, it sounds like big moves, going full time, simple sales in place. And then you decided to go through and, um, and launch the revenue on repeat concept, the, the membership concept. So, um, so give us a little bit of the like stats. 
with the way that I teach it, you're only launching to people that you have already worked with. So how many people were you inviting into your membership? Yes. So I was very particular about who I invited in. (laughs) I wanted to reach those clients that had booked with me in in the last two years, because Mm -hmm. I know that as my prices have increased, those are the people that have stuck with me during that time. So I, uh, I offered it to 24 people. Um, and they were people that like, I'm constantly talking with, like we have a good relationship. Um, so I released it I'm not released it, excuse me. I offered it to 24 people and eight people signed up, which made me super happy. That's Um, amazing. Yeah. It felt very successful considering it was a new idea. A lot of people were super excited about it. Like they wanted to know more. They're like, I've never heard of this before. This is great. So I loved that feeling of my clients just being like, this is amazing. This is innovative. Made me feel really good. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. No, that was actually very much the response that I got the first time that I launched it was like, oh my gosh, why isn't, why hasn't this been a thing forever? It's like, I don't know, but I just came up with it. (laughs) Um, Because I'm brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, So tell me a little bit about how you kind of, seeded the idea with people and then nurtured them along the process. Cause I know that as much as we would all love to just be like, Hey, pst, I'm going to do this thing and then have everybody like chase you down. That's almost never the way that it works. You have to like yes. get in the trenches and be like, Hey, remember I told you that it's time to sign up. Come do it. Come do it. Hang on guys. I have a quick message for you. Are you feeling stuck in your photography business? If you're bogged down or burned out or unsure what the next right step is, you're not alone. I've been there and I know firsthand that quicksand feeling where the harder you struggle, the more stuck you feel, which is why I created the Photographer's Business Plan Glow Up. The Glow Up is a five-part workshop designed specifically for photographers like you. In the Glow Up, I lead you step-by-step through a process that will help you clarify your goals, identify the sticking points that are holding you back, get inspired by some of the systems and strategies that are working today in the photography industry, and then create a completely custom roadmap to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. It truly is a glow up for your business. Getting perspective can be nearly impossible when you've got your nose to the grindstone day in and day out. So this short workshop is an opportunity to reset, reevaluate, and rejuvenate your business, and it's all on demand. If that sounds like exactly what you need right now, click the link in the show notes or go to go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash glow to get started today. Yes. So I started out, I followed your plan like to a T, right? Mm-hmm. And some of my dear friends told me that my my initial emails, like my invitation emails were sent to their spam folder. It oh, wasn't just like, I hate what, that. it was like many, I know. And I was like, oh no, this is my first launch. And it's not, not everyone seeing it. Right. Sure, and I was like, right. how do I fix that? And of course, like I sent out a new email individually to like curb that, but that wasn't, I didn't feel like that was enough. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about Instagram and how much I use it and how my ideal client uses Instagram a lot. Um, so I started thinking about ways to attract those clients, those members to see that. And I realized that um, when I'm on Instagram, right, and you see that little green circle 
on stories and you're like, oh, I've been added to someone's close friends list. And I always will click on that story and because I feel special, right? Like I want to watch that. That's something that has been shared with me, especially. So I was like, maybe I can make a close friends list with my client list because everyone that I invited is on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. I made a close friends list of those clients I wanted to invite. And I feel like that got so much traction because it made them feel special. Like I'm seeing green on Monica's account and (laughs) I'm in this special circle. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and what's what's amazing about this idea, and this is the thing that like blew my mind, is that um, I have always thought, oh, I should be talking about, you know, it's launch time and the membership and da, da, da on Instagram. But there's a whole bunch of people who follow me on Instagram who I'm not inviting. And I don't want to do the weird, like, exclusive, like, oh, thanks for noticing that I'm doing this, but you're not welcome. (laughs) Like, that's not cool. I don't want to be that person. That's exactly it. (laughs) Yeah, so I've just left it off of Instagram altogether. And it really was sometime in the past few months that I was thinking, like, oh, I guess I could, even though the way that I currently use the close friends feature is just the way that I presume it was originally intended, which is like the people who I want to show the pictures of my kids that my kids may not want put out on the bigger internet or whatever. <laughs> um, so I've been using it that way, but to use it more strategically to show an offer just to the people that the offer is pertinent to is brilliant. So, so good. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about like what you were doing on the, like in your stories during that period of time. Yes. So I was often reminding them. So like uh, my initial story was, hey, if you're seeing this, you're special. Like you've been picked. Uh, you're on my close friends list. I want to invite you to the club. And I just gave them my whole pitch on the club in my stories. Like I mean, like a video for them, just nice. chatting it up, just like how you advise us to like make a video talking and, and attach that to an email. I did that for Instagram. I was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? Can do that here. And I would just, um, I did a question box so they could drop their questions and that way everyone could see answers. Mm -hmm. So it was a little less stress because it's not like a live Zoom or anything where you feel like you're put on the spot, like you just get a question, you can think about it, record your answer and pop it up there and then everyone can see it. And it was nice too, because I think the more people saw other people asking, they got more interested. You know how that goes. Like one person asks a question, kind of breaks that wall. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's how I, I started it, which is, and I would do those questions um, probably once a week just to kind of keep everything going. Yeah. <laughs> keep it all fresh. Um, and yeah, just constantly reminding people like, you're, you're seeing this because I've invited you and this is, you know, this is when the offer ends, um, just all, all the details, but it definitely grabbed people's attention. It was fun to see like how everyone was looking at those stories and um and if they message me, I could just directly message them back and start that conversation. Yeah. So yeah, it worked really well. <laughs> and especially, you know, this is the thing about the membership that I love so much is that you're not selling to a group of people that you don't know. Like you already have a relationship with them. It feels super natural to just chat with them, DM with them, you know, whatever the case may be. I generally make videos for all of my invitees when I'm launching. And that's doable because now that I have a mostly full uh, membership, I'm only sending out invitations to maybe five or 10 people 
in a given year. And so, you know, I can just sort of like give all of my attention to them for the week that the, that that's open. And, um, and I think that that is so, it's just, it makes it, I feel like it's almost fun. Like there's this like celebratory quality to like, it's time to join and we're going to have such a great time this year. And then once people have made the commitment, then the selling is done and then you can just like spoil them for the year. Yes. And that's something fun too. So I've been maintaining that close friends list um, for, so I kicked out everybody that didn't sign up <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> now just my out. numbers. Yep. <laughs> and so, and now I, I share just special stories with them. Like uh, I'm hosting a candle making class just for my members. So oh, I posted fun. about that in my stories, just a way for them to see it. They can email about it, but you know, the stories, they see that. So I try to make them feel special throughout the process. So that's so good. It works good. (laughs) I mean, I have to say, like, bar none, the thing that I get asked the most about in as an educator is marketing. People are just always like, how do I bring more people into my business? How do I find new clients? And I'm happy to talk about marketing all day, every day. However, (laughs) my answer is always like, okay, great. It is important to bring new people into your business. But how much love and attention are you lavishing on the people who can just come back because it's so much easier. It's so much better. They have so much more loyalty. And what you're talking about, I know I remember in the Facebook group after you finished your launch, you sent out a picture, you shared a picture of the little gift that you sent to everybody when they joined. You want to tell about that? Yeah, so I created a sweet little gift package um, because I am a dog photographer. I had uh, custom uh, dog bones made. (laughs) They were decorated. It said, welcome to the club. Uh, Yeah, so cute. And I included like a little handwritten thank you card uh, and just just express my gratitude to them. And yeah, so they, it was so cute though. So like on top of, you know, sending a nice little gift, those people took pictures of their dogs eating the bones and then shared it to all their friends. Like I'm, you know, I'm in this club and I'm so special and (laughs) which is exactly what I wanted. Like my dream would be that they would take pictures of their dogs eating those cute bones. Um, but yeah, no, that's perfect. And I noticed that you are now doing what I do on my website, which is you're sort of seeding the idea of the membership, even before somebody works for you, with you for the first time, where you're saying like, here's the process first, you know, book a call, then we yes. work together and then join the club. Have you found that people are asking you about that when they're reaching out? Yes. So I have found in my initial call with a new client, people are asking about that club. It's the best feeling. Yeah. Yeah, They're like, I really want to join this club. I'm like, okay, well, first let's get you on the books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll do our first session, make sure we have a good time. And yeah, it's just, it's incredible. And I've also added an additional link uh, that includes like more info on the club Mm because I found that people wanted more information, but I don't want to, you know, tell them about it all. So I just mean like a general landing page for the club info for those that are just wanting more. (laughs) Yeah, this is, it's so good. I mean, what you are describing right now is essentially a perfect small business marketing plan where you are, it's not like I need something now. There's not that desperation because that we all know that scares people. They go running for the hills. (laughs) But instead, what you're doing is you are creating something like 
drool worthy where they're like, no, 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 I have to have it. I have to have it. Even if (laughs) what she charges is more than we were planning on spending for that first session. The only way that we're going to get into this club that I really want to be in is to work with her. So I'm just going to sign up. I think that's so (laughs) great. Um, so, and I don't, I never like to put people on the spot about like, tell me about the amount of money that you're making, but (laughs) the eight clients that you now have giving you monthly, you know, their, their money is coming into your account on a monthly basis. Tell me a little bit about how that feels and how that's changed the way that your kind of overall financial pressure on your business feels. Yes. So, in Arizona, this is our slow season because mm-hmm. it is so, so hot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I don't want to photograph dogs out in the heat. Like, it's just not safe. So I launched this into my slow season, right? So mm-hmm. I started taking payments in June. And it has been such a relief to have, um, you know, that, that extra funding come in each month. I mean, that's eight people paying me yeah. <laughs> each month. And it's just... It feels really good. I have them coming out in the first of the month. So every first of the month, I'm like, whew, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like right. This month, I totally forgot the payments were coming in. And I saw it and I was like, oh, yes, that feels good. Especially when <laughs> it's our slow month, so sure. our slow season. So it definitely um, gives me more freedom to be creative. I, I don't have that same stress of mm-hmm you know, that um, feeling of like, I'm in my slow season. How do I drum up business? I don't have that same feeling, that stress. Right. So I really appreciate you creating this program because I I think it's amazing. It, it creates a steady income. And as a creative, like it's so important to have that freedom, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to be thinking about the numbers and right. how we're going to pay our bills. It doesn't really uh, foster creativity. So <laughs> absolutely. I feel like that is so true. When you are coming from that place of fear or scarcity or whatever, it really changes the way that you show up to do your work. Um, and I feel like as, you know, as much as I try and avoid the the super woo, there is something to that, like, I am fine, everything is fine. And so when I am showing up, I'm just there to kind of have fun and do my very best for somebody. It's not, I mean, yes, it is what ultimately puts food on the table, but it's not like there's not that kind of closeness to it. So that's so good. I'm so, it just makes me, makes my heart feel big to hear that that (laughs) is working for you as well. I love it so much. Um, And speaking of big hearted, uh, I did not want to let this conversation end without having you talk a little bit about the amazing giving back that you have built into your business, because this is another thing that I think is not only good for your community, but I have no doubt is good for your business in terms of um, setting you apart from your competition. Yes. So I, I volunteer a lot. <laughs> so that's how I started with my dog photography. I'll just tell you my whole story. Please <laughs> so that's do. how I started yeah. with uh, my dog photography. It's how I found that I love photographing people and their dogs mm-hmm. is when I volunteered at the shelter. And I realized that my favorite photos were those with volunteers and the adoptable dogs. I was like, oof, this feeling. I like this feeling, the connection. So um, soon after that, volunteers started asking me to photograph their personal dogs. Um, and at the time, I didn't feel comfortable asking for um, money because mm-hmm. I just I was like, oh, I'm just a volunteer. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to pay me. Why don't you just donate to whatever organization you want to? So that's how I started doing these fundraisers. 
And after a while, because I, I started to get good at it, right, with time and practice, sure. um, I realized I was spending a lot of time and not uh, compensating myself at all. So um, I started doing, I, I've had many phases. So my first phase was I was driving all over town to uh, photograph people, right? <laughs> just one-off sessions, right? And then I started doing mini session days where I would do um, 10 photo sessions in the morning and I'd raise a thousand dollars because it's only charging like a hundred dollars for like 20 minutes. Um, so that was like my second phase and my third phase, which has been my most successful is I now raffle off a full session. And my last raffle, I raised $5,200 with one session. (laughs) So yeah, uh, it's, it feels so good. And it's great for the community and I gain new clients that way. Mm -hmm. And it, it just feels really good too. So it's just how I got started. So I never want to let that go. Um, but yeah, I've raised over $32,000 in the last six years of doing this. <laughs> if it wouldn't sound terrible on the on the audio, I would slow clap right now. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is truly, that is a remarkable number. Like $32,000, especially for something like local dog shelters, that is life-changing money for a lot of animals. And so I really do applaud you and that effort and everything else. And the fact that it is bringing you new clients and putting you in in front of good potential clients is just like a win all around. I love it so much. Um, So we're having this conversation at the end of the summer. And this episode, I don't think is actually scheduled to drop until the end of the year. (laughs) And part of the reason that I wanted to, well, I'm grateful to finally be a little bit ahead on the podcast because for two years, I've been like chasing my tail trying to get every episode done. But it also means that I get to put these episodes in a place where I think that they're going to be of the most benefit to people. And I didn't want to drop this episode in the middle of busy season. I wanted to put it in a place where people were getting ready to go into their like system setup time, which is usually the beginning of the year. Because I think that what you have shared here has so much practical and inspirational value for people in their own businesses, whether they're photographing dogs specifically or anything else like you are you're doing all the right things and I'm so um, I'm just so excited to have you share your story I really appreciate you being willing to come on and talk uh, talk us through it all Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I, I'm so glad that you asked me to come on. I was like, I felt like a little like star. I was like, oh my gosh, she's reaching out to me. Because <laughs> like, I've, I've like followed everything that you teach, like to a T. Like, I just love your process and everything. Aww, so thank you. Thank you. Well, it's just a love fest down here. I love it so much. <laughs> um, well, Monica, tell everybody where they can find you and your gorgeous dog photography. Yes. So my Instagram is Monica Wayne underscore and my website's uh, MonicaWayne.com. You can find me there. (laughs) So good. And of course, I will link all of this in the show notes. Um, Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope that in your next couple of launches, you fill this membership up and everything just continues to chug along beautifully for you. You're doing great things out in the world. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, 
share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.